Hello and welcome to the Devi Big Board, part of the Rookie Big Board Network. I am your host for the day, Matt Cooper. I'm riding solo today because of a scheduling conflict with Skip that was entirely my fault. So, um, yeah, going to record a solo pod to make up for it. Uh, but Skip will be back with us next week. On today's show, I will be discussing some Devi risers and fallers. But before I get into today's show, I want to talk about the ridiculous value of being a Rookie Big Board patron. Rookie Big Board patrons have access to the Dynasty Plus Devi Big Board and Consensus Crew Rankings, the 2024 Rookie Big Board, 2023 Seasonal Projections, and full access to the RBB Discord. You can join our growing community at patreon.com slash rookiebigboard for just $5 a month or save 15% with an annual subscription. That is cheaper than one date night at Olive Garden with my wife. You can also now try the Rookie Big Board for free. Click the link in the episode description to join the free version of our Discord, get trade help, roster advice, and chop it up with our community of over 250 fantasy football sickos. So one quick news item before I jump into uh, some risers and fallers for you guys. Georgia tight end Brock Bowers is out at least four weeks with an ankle injury. I don't foresee this affecting his Devi stock at all, uh, but obviously you're not going to see him out there for a couple of weeks. And if you have him in campus to Canton leagues, he'll have to be on your bench. Uh, but moving right along, uh, let's talk risers. So first, at the quarterback position, we've got a couple of guys that are making a little bit of a return here, Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix. These guys both have been in college for what seems like forever and are guys that I think the Debbie community in a lot of ways left for dead. Uh, we decided in our minds these guys just aren't it for whatever reason. They're, they're not NFL caliber passers and we just forgot about them took them out of our rankings left them behind and they've kind of hung around college for long enough that they've matured they've developed as passers all of the physical traits that we saw there at the very beginning with uh, the mobility and the arm talent are, are really showing up but with much more maturity better decision making more touch on their passes and and so these guys are beginning to be taken seriously, I think, once again, as potential day one or, or day two NFL draft picks. And if they're going to be day one or day two NFL draft picks at the quarterback position, then they're people that we should be very interested in in our Superflex Debbie Leagues. Jaden Daniels in particular, this is a guy, would you be surprised if I told you that he had over 11,000 career passing yards in college with 71 passing touchdowns to just 19 interceptions. And he's so improved this year from last year. He's He's got almost as many passing yards this season as he had all of last year, and we're barely over halfway through. Uh, he's got more passing touchdowns than he had all of last season, and we're barely over halfway through. And not only that, but he also has almost 3,000 career rushing yards with 28 rushing touchdowns, which we love to see that for fantasy. So Jaden Daniels has all the physical tools to really, if he can put it together, he could be a major player in fantasy football at the quarterback position. Um, so we'll see what the NFL thinks of this guy. I think even if he ends up being an early day two pick, it could be a situation like a Jalen Hurts where he was a second-round pick and he had to wait his turn for a couple of years behind Wentz and he was developing. But now we've seen what he's become 
for, for fantasy football. And so I think Daniels has that kind of upside because he's got great size at six foot four, 210 pounds. He's got great mobility. He's got incredible arm talent. And he just, he seems like he's seeing the field much, much better than he has in years past. Another quarterback riser is Shador Sanders from Colorado. And Shador Sanders, uh, I think he's a riser just because he's on people's radars now. He was playing at um, at a small school and nobody really had ever watched him play. We'd heard the name. We knew he was Dion's son. Um, but no, we, we hadn't seen him play really before this year. And, and now I mean, he's one of the leading passers in all of college football. He's, he's stormed onto the scene. Colorado has become very, very nationally relevant, uh, partly due to Shador Sanders' great quarterback play. And uh, and he's doing it behind a pretty terrible offensive line. So we want to see more from Sanders than what we have, but we've seen enough that he really, for a lot of people, has has flown up draft boards. And I suspect he probably will end up staying another year and end up being part of the 2025 quarterback class. So we've got plenty of time to watch more Shador Sanders film. And then the last quarterback that I'll mention as a riser is Dante Moore from UCLA. Now it's been a rough couple of weeks for him since they got into conference play. He's thrown just three touchdowns to six interceptions and they've gone one and two uh, in their three games in conference play. So that's not great, but the truth is, most of his peers have not even earned their way onto the field yet. And he's he's a starter as a true freshman. He's got plenty of time to work out the kinks. Uh, and, and what you see from him is a rocket arm. The ball comes out of his hand super fast. He's got a really quick throwing motion. And he makes uh, pretty quick decisions. Obviously, we see he's not always making the right ones at this point in his career. Um, but he's he's processing quickly and getting the ball out quickly, which you like to see. He's got good mobility. He seems to be a natural leader and just have some of the intangibles that you're looking for from a quarterback position. So even though it's been a rough last three weeks, I would still say overall Dante Moore is a riser for me uh, when you talk about Debbie fantasy football. And at the running back position, Seems like we've got a lot of fallers, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But one guy that has risen for me in the 2024 draft class is Devin Neal. Devin Neal looks good every single time I watch him play. He's uh, He's got pretty good size. He often makes the first man miss in the hole. He's got great acceleration, looks really explosive, lots of juice on his runs. And he's involved as a pass catcher, too, which you love to see. So Devin Neal is a riser for me. And when you talk about risers, there's a lot of wide receivers that have really shown out this year. Luther Burden is probably the most obvious one. He went from a guy that Skip and I both were a little hesitant on uh, with what we saw from him as a true freshman. And he is just absolutely lighting the college football world on fire right now. He He's become arguably uh, a top two wide receiver in all of college football and probably the Debbie wide receiver one, maybe even the Debbie 101 after this 2024 class clears out. So Luther Burden is a huge riser. Uh, Another guy that's given him a run for his money in that conversation is Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors um, came into the year kind of, for most people, was wide receiver three or lower, but I think he's very clearly established himself as the wide receiver two in this draft class behind Marvin Harrison Jr. He seems to be showing out every single week with all the traits that you want to see. 
really, we were so excited about Boutte for so many years, and it looks like Neighbors is going to be a far superior prospect when all is said and done. Uh, and then Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman has been going nuts at Florida State this year. He transferred in from Michigan State. He's had some really big games, some really impressive highlight catches this past weekend. He went up in traffic and made a spectacular one-handed grab that had everybody buzzing. And so with his size at six foot four and over 200 pounds, it's easy to see why you would get excited about him from an NFL upside perspective. I actually wonder if he's risen a little bit too much for people. Um, he has risen for me, for sure. Um, but I'm seeing him, for a lot of people, wide receiver three above guys like Odunze, Troy Franklin, Buka, guys who have just proven a whole lot more to me. Uh, and so I think Neighbors has the physical traits, but he's a little bit more of a project. I want to see him develop a little bit more at – consistently separating and earning targets. Some weeks you see these monster games with two touchdowns and other weeks uh, this year, we've seen him with like two catches for 12 yards. And so I, I want to see more from Keon Coleman. I think for me, he's more of a second round NFL draft pick and probably closer to my wide receiver six or seven in the class. So I'm a little bit lower on him than others, but he is still a guy that I like and has, has flown up my boards this year and the last guy I'll mention here is Troy Franklin our guy we've talked about him a lot on this show I know Matt, Matt Hicks has talked about him a ton he loves Troy Franklin and it's easy to see why at six foot three he's got great speed he separates off the line he's got a great release package and he has just been every single week I don't know that he's had a down week yet in college football this season he has been consistently dominating and so I think his stock has continued to rise this year as well. For me, he's he's firmly within my top five wide receivers in the class. So in a second, we're going to talk about some Debbie fallers. But before we do that, um, I want to make sure you know that the Rookie Big Board is now partnered with Underdog Fantasy Football. This is the best app for fantasy contests. You can play pick'em contests for all sports and win three times your bet on a two-for-two two or more. Monday night featured a special where Justin Herbert only needed more than 0.5 yards to hit, which meant I only had to get one other pick to correct to win, and win I did. You can join us by using the promo code RBB. It will get a 100% match on your first deposit and help us grow. So let's get into some Devi Fallers. Uh, and first, we'll start again with the quarterback position. And it's two guys from the 2025 draft class in Drew Allar from Penn State and Cade Klubnick from Clemson. These guys have just not shown me a ton this year. And when you look at the 2025 quarterback landscape as a whole, you got to hope that Shadur Sanders and maybe some of these other guys uh, decide, hey, you know what? 2024 class is kind of stacked. I might get better draft capital if I stick around for a year because the 2025 class needs some help. Uh, right now, I mean, Wegman looked really good early in the year before getting hurt, but these two guys have not impressed. And um, Drew Aller in particular was somebody that I was really excited about. He was a five-star player, top quarterback in his class last year, waited his turn, had a chance to develop last year behind Sean Clifford. And now we get a chance to see him start and – Really, most weeks he's thrown for under 200 yards passing. He's thrown a number of interceptions. 
and uh, the offense just seems a little stagnant. It seems very dependent on the run game, and I, I was hoping to see more than what I've seen so far from from Drew Aller. Cade uh, Klubnik has gotten better as the season has gone on, and definitely is not left for dead. He's just he's a faller, but lots of turnover worthy plays this year, and he he just hasn't burst onto the scene now in his full full season. He waited behind DJU for a lot of last year. He took over. He looked good late in the season coming in for DJU. And so I think a lot of people had high hopes for him coming into this year. And he's been just a little bit of a disappointment. But the good news is both of these guys have time to figure it out. So uh, they've fallen a little bit in my eyes and in my rankings. Uh, and then we'll go to the running back position. And there are a lot of running back fallers. I mean, when you look at Donovan Edwards, who has been totally buried behind Blake Corum, when he does see the ball, he's just being very inefficient. Blake Corum's running behind the same offensive line, and he's consistently breaking off big chunk plays. Donovan Edwards is is just getting stuffed. It seems like every time he gets the ball, he gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage, but it doesn't make sense because they're running behind the same line and uh, so he might be a guy that defers to the 2025 class and, and tries to save his stock and get a year as the guy at Michigan. But right now his stock has plummeted. Raheem Sanders is another one we've talked about. Rocket Sanders from Arkansas. We do not know if, uh, if it's because of injury. I mean, we know he's been hurt. He missed a chunk of the season. Then he came back. Was he not fully healthy when he came back? Cause he was doing, nothing for a couple weeks and then now he's back out again and so how much of that has to do with the weight that he put on and his body can't hold up to it I don't know but I think you have to be concerned about Rocket Sanders at this point he does not have a whole lot more time to figure it out before draft season and if he doesn't he's you were going to go into draft season with a pretty sour taste in our mouths and uh, and I still have a lot of unanswered questions about him because he he put on this weight he got up to 242 pounds I wanted to see if he would look explosive or if he kind of looked like a plotter and we really haven't gotten to hardly see him on the field at all so I've got questions that need answering for Rocket Sanders and if it is a health issue uh, let's just hope that he gets it turned around here in the next few weeks before the college season comes to an end and one guy we got to talk about is an unfortunate thing. Branson Robinson, he got hurt before the season. Um, pretty major injury. I forget the exact details of the injury, but it's it's one that um, seems like it could have some lasting implications on his explosiveness. Um, and ah, it's just it's disappointing. A guy that waited his turn last year was expected to be the guy this season. And it just hasn't been the case. And so we hope he comes back next year and we hope he looks great. Um, but but his stock is definitely down due to something really outside of his control. And then we'll talk a couple of wide receivers here. Uh, Barry on Brown, you've heard Skip and I talk about on the show before. If you've been listening for a while, we loved Barry on Brown coming into the season. He's been a disappointment for us. Um, I just need to see more from him as a wide receiver. Every time he gets the ball in his hands, he looks electric, just absolutely special. But you got to get the ball in your hands, which means you got to run routes and you got to separate and you got to earn targets. And he's not doing that consistently right now. He really only gets it um, on short, check down, gadgety stuff and, and kick returns. And so 
he's a 2025 guy, so we've got another year for him to kind of put it together, but it's been a little disappointing to say the least. And then uh, we'll talk a true freshman, Jurion Dickey. This was a five-star at Oregon, and we thought that he might be able to see the field this year. I mean, the wide receiver two job behind Troy Franklin was wide open. Not only has he not uh, produced, he has not been on the field. He's got zero catches, zero yards. He's not involved in special teams. He's He's been completely MIA, and if that continues, it's not a good sign. We know that freshmen who don't hit – uh, at least some bare minimum thresholds of like 10 catches, some return yards, uh, a little bit of involvement, it's not a good sign because if you're an NFL caliber player, even on a loaded team, you usually find a way to get on the field at least for small spurts. And so we'll see what happens as the year goes on. But Jurion Dickey is a faller. And then another guy who is more of an injury falling, but Antoine Wells Jr., uh, there was some buzz in the Devi community for him. Uh, he's a wide receiver at South Carolina, and it's been a different South Carolina wide receiver, Xavier Leggett, that has caught our attention at six foot four, two ten, with great speed and producing every single week against SEC competition. We thought that would be Antoine Wells, and he's been hurt and he's not been on the field, and we'll see if he's able to kind of stake his claim as being a significant player in this loaded wide receiver class but right now it seems like he's just getting passed by by everybody else and again through no fault of his own so I want to see him get healthy and get on the field so that was a pretty quick show um just being a solo show and not having skip to bounce things off of and and get his thoughts but hopefully that helps you guys get a feel for some of the Devi risers based on how they played this season and some of the Devi fallers and so um, we're going to get out of here, but thank you for listening to this episode. If you have not already, do us a favor and leave a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're using. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss any of the RBB action. Thanks so much. I'm Matt. Thanks for watching.